Hello and welcome to the Everton Catarantwe podcast, uh, sponsored by Manscaped. I still can't say that with a straight face, but I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, this is our first reaction show to Group A and Group B's games that have taken place yesterday and today. So first of all, um, John and Lee, I'm just wondering, lads, did you watch the opening ceremony? Because I want to start on that. Um, I missed I missed the opening ceremony, unfortunately, so I didn't actually see many of it. And and to be fair, I got in and I watched the uh, the Qatar game against Ecuador. And for whatever reason, I think it was BBC on. They didn't even show most of it anyway. They didn't. They just completely blanked over like the first game and just carried on as if it was nothing really. So now I missed I missed the ceremony. I'm afraid. What about Julie? Did you manage to catch the ceremony? No, I was saying myself, I was that unfortunately at a five-year-old kid's birthday party. So I walked in the house at five to four just before kickoff. Well, you need um, to get your priorities right, the two of you, because you've missed an absolute scene of mayhem. It was uh, everyone was going nuts. Nah, I, you know what? I I didn't mind it. Um, there's a lot of uproar about it on twitter but I, I always watch open ceremonies do things because I'm, I'm that guy basically um in brief what can i tell you there was basically there was giant football kits walking around with, with clear holes cut in them for people to see there was all the previous mascots there was a uh, a mega mix if any of you remember them from the early 2000s late 90s um of all the world cup songs that have been used when i just get in there waka waka was involved much to my delight and as was wave your flag, so I was very happy about those. Um, and also, we seen Morgan Freeman narrate it. That blew my mind. But it was nice. It was quite nice. You know, yeah. there's a lot of controversy, and 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 there was some things that highlighted, you know, football in in that region of the world and how it's grown. And not not the I don't really sympathise, but maybe you know to show how hard the the game has been to grow there. So you get that. So just for if you think about it for a kid playing in a desert, you know, without the resources we have and I'm, I'm without uh, the playing surfaces and stuff like that. I don't want to go too deep into that because at the end of the day, too, yeah, sorry for a kid, but we're not going to we're not going to sympathize with them now with all their money. They could they could bob whatever they want. So, yeah, anyway, but no, it was, it was pretty good. And then there was a K-pop guy came out and and sang the new anthem, which again, Waka Waka shits on. I'm going to keep, we actually might even put Waka Waka in the, in the podcast, who knows, because I'm just, I'm obsessed again with that it's, song. It's the best World Cup song ever for me. Best ever, and uh, just the best World Cup, uh, which we'll come to later too, because Senegal brought a wee bit of that, and I absolutely loved it today, especially when the commentators were getting pissed off with all the noise. Um, but yeah, just, just after that then, so, there was all that going on. You thought it was nice. It was all good to finish. And then uh, Gianni Infantino decided to make a speech just as the players were coming out. No one could really hear him. He was probably peddling more shite. John, this guy's running for uh, FIFA president again, untested. And basically he's told the West to basically catch ourselves on and to um, just get on with it um i I don't want to be ignorant and i I want to keep this pod as professional as possible but 
this Arkin prick. Yeah, it's basically saying, just, really. just get more money. Just get more money. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Molly May saying, just get more hours in the day? I wonder how he's feeling that. today, John. I wonder how he's feeling today. Yeah. I would say the other day he was gay and he was he was disabled and it was a it <laughs> he, he, he was a shambles. It was a he worked in a building site, you know. What, what's he doing yeah. today? Today I'm rich because I just I reckon his coat was falling off him with brown envelopes. What do you reckon? Just shocking, wasn't it? That whole speech was just a disgrace. I mean his head's battered, his head is finished. Like, how can he possibly you know, that, that's the wrong way to go about it. Like, I just don't know where he was going with that. It was weird. And then that that opening speech in the ceremony, like for just before the uh, Qatar game, even that was weird. Like, he was yeah. just looked, like no one was even listening to him. You could tell, like, the crowd were just still carrying on, just cheering and stuff for a start. And then yeah. it was like he was in the dark. It was weird because the lighting was just weird in the stadium. It was just a weird thing. Like, he, he's just a bit of a creep him. Just honestly... Yeah. And, and you yeah. know what? Uh, big shout out to Pat Nevin because you know what? Pat Nevin called everything as he's seen it before yeah. that game, during the ceremony, and, and, and during and after. Yeah. And Nevin said it well. Um, Lee, a player we all liked, um, basically, Pat Nevin just came out and says, What is this sausage playing at? You know, why, <laughs> why is it? You know, who cares about him? Are you that self obsessed? That you that you have to give a speech at this point now when when literally the opening ceremony has came to a crescendo and people are like right game on and where everybody can drop everything and just think right here we go with the game let's enjoy it forget everything else and let's just get soaked under the football and he takes the mic so i'm going to give you the mic now do you any thoughts on him i mean he's well I'd like to think he's not as corrupt as the fella that he took over from, but that little um, press conference that he's done a couple of days ago. That he's a right hand man, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It, it baffled me because I, well, my, my brother is classed as disabled. So I don't think he wakes up most days and goes, oh, I don't feel disabled today. Yeah. yeah. So madness. I, I thought that was. Absolutely fucking disgusting to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, just, I, he's, I was he's, just going to say that. Sorry, sorry, Lee. Just, but he, he sat in a level of privilege and he's basically yeah. just saying today, I feel all these emotions. Hmm. Yeah, and when no I think of you think you do and you have no idea exactly, John. And it's like, fuck off. You know, just, I, I, can't be, I can't be polite about it. Mm. Everyone was laughing, and yes, everybody. There was bits being shared, and people were making small vines and stuff. Or vine, show me ads there, vines or TikToks. <laughs> and yes, you can see the humor on it because let's face it, we all like a bit of black comedy. But ultimately, you were just looking at it, going, "You are so." And and obviously, like there's something I didn't even know about Julie. So, to someone like yourself, so where that can be that extra bit offensive, where it doesn't do the to the regular yeah. average Joe. Yeah, it, it just strikes a chord. You know what I mean? And yeah. and again, I'm sorry to anybody saying they don't want to hear about this, they want to hear about football. We're only touching this briefly because it deserves to be said how much of a massive and Yeah, well there, John John said it. But well I was just I was just gonna say I've never seen like I mean what Seth Blatter was over I think it was four or five World Cups. Yeah. And to be fair, I've never seen him grab the microphone right before the first match is about to kick off. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, his ego is obviously overtaken the rest of his body and mm. everything else because I just don't understand why you would do that. He's just basically just, get on. Yeah, he's, he's basically just saying there, do you know what? We've done it. I'm rich and we're getting on with it. So you'll just have to deal with it. That's more or less what yeah, he's saying. It's that Conor McGregor line, isn't it? Get the red yeah. panties out. <laughs> I believe too, as well. Brian Swanson, he used to work for Sky Sports too, yeah. works underneath him now at FIFA. Um, and well, he actually he... came up. He came out. He 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 came out and fair play to him, um, at that conference as well. And and Gianni was giving him all hugs and stuff. And I don't, I don't know. I just I'm sort of it's it's like 50, 50 with me. I'm I'm like well done doing it and and what a place to do it. But at the same time, I would just like to, I would hope there's that he wasn't doing it for. For FIFA, I hope he was doing it for himself and not FIFA. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you just never know, mate. The whole thing's just—it's just getting weirder and weirder. Like, you know, we seen the whole uh, thing about Budweiser last week as well, and and them yeah. pulling the plug last minute and everything. And you know, nobody, everyone's on eggshells as it is, and you you just doing stuff like that is just making things worse. Essentially, just shut up and just disappear into the background. Let the tournament play out. Let the football carry on, and then. He comes out and makes everything worse, so it just brings up all raw emotions from a couple of years ago. Like it, it's yeah. just that's what I don't get is that he's obviously made that speech in the press conference like two days ago and said, Let's 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 concentrate on the football now. Yeah. And then five minutes before kickoff, he's grabbed the microphone. Yeah. Like, well, you've just said let's concentrate on football, so stay out of it. Yeah. yeah. Stupid idiot. Uh, it's a massive quote. Like, but just as well as you mentioned the Budweiser thing there, I was actually listening to Max Rushton's podcast today. Uh, he and Brian and Denning and their yeah. team. And I, I was actually decently listened, so I would advise people to listen to that after this, obviously. But um <laughs> they actually mentioned that at, at the World Cup in Brazil, Brazil wanted to not sell beer around the grounds. And mm. in the stadiums, because of congestion and, and, and the fan trouble that they were anticipating, police numbers and all that stuff. Yep. And FIFA stepped in. And the term that they used was, when FIFA comes to town, it's not your town. It's mm. FIFA's town. Yeah. And you're basically, you cater to every need the FIFA has. Yep. But, um, so Brazil, or yeah, the Brazil, Brazilian, whoever, just Brazil. They tried to cancel that, and FIFA stepped in and said, "No, there's sponsorship deals. This is all tied up. You, mm. you physically can't. You're compromising a deal that you've yeah. you agreed in full." So well, what they were talking about, and I'm sorry, maybe if you want to hear more about this, go listen in. But what, what I'll finish on is, um, basically, they were saying it always feels like FIFA's in control, no matter where they have a World Cup. Yeah. So they take the mantle, and they said this World Cup, it feels like Qatar's in control. Hmm. So from high end, where you're looking at it that way financially, why have, why why have FIFA and these businesses sponsorships not got the flex? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just quite a, well. It's a simple thing, really. Brazil didn't have enough of brown envelopes to give around. <laughs> Spot on. They didn't. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I must say, Brazil too. What a World Cup! Absolutely fantastic. I would yeah. love there being no stands with all the body painted fans. Anyway, women, of course. Um, but anyway, that's enough of all the political crap there. We'll try not to bring some up, but there might be a bit later. But anyway, on to the games. Um, well, Lee, I'm going to come to you first, mate. So 
Qatar, nil. Ecuador, two. Um, what was your feelings before the game? And what was your feelings 15 minutes and eight? That's how far we'll go. But I thought Qatar would do well to keep it quite low. And in the end, that proved to be the case for them. Mm-hmm. So I think all in all, I mean, they're the first host nation to lose the opening game of a World Cup. Yep. So, but I honestly thought if Ecuador played anything there, what they are capable of, then it could have been 4 5 6 nil. So for them to come away with a 2 nil defeat, I mean, I don't think the big envelope pushers would be too happy, but no. you, can, you can't really complain because you can tell they haven't really played much high level football than players, and yeah, the Ecuadorians you... clearly have. Yeah. You could, no. you could tell it was very safe off the back, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, John, just come to you again. It'll be the your feelings beforehand and your feelings um, basically into the first fifteen, the first build up. How did how did you find it? Yeah, I was just um, I was just just waiting to see what Qatar had. Basically, I uh, just wanted to see what they were about, and you know, if everyone was saying like they're a glorified pub team and all this, well, I wanted to see that and. You know, as Lee said, it, it proved to be the case. Like, um, you know, they just didn't seem to have anything about them, and they were hyping the players up beforehand. Uh, um, uh, you know, I think, I think one of them he said like he was the Asian Player of the Year or something. No, I, I don't mean, I, I don't know yeah, if that I means he's, it. yeah, like he because he, he plays in Asia like at the moment. But I just found that ridiculous. Like, how can he be possibly be Asian Player of the Year? Like, I, I don't know. He was just hyping the players up and hyping the team up. Hyping the yeah. manager up, you know, and it's unfair on the manager because he'll probably never be seen ever again after this tournament. But it's not it's not his fault, you know what I mean? Um yeah, it's just as Lee said, Ecuador just had too much class for them. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. I also think as Boy, well that their their manager looked like uh a Spanish Chris Boyd, ex Ranger striker. He is actually yeah. Spanish, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think the coaching staff is Spanish, Spanish, yeah. Yeah. But, What's the thing, Graham? Yeah. Um, I thought before the game, so I was getting excited. And I'm not going to lie. Heard them chatting about the alley and the FIFA up front, and I was going, "Wow, these guys could tie in." And if, if, if like, I think they were chatting about, uh, I think it was the guy with the with the new teeth, um, Hedios or something. I can't remember what he calls name. As as yeah. we all know, if you listen to our pod regularly, you know I can't pronounce most players' names. Um. But yeah, so I was really buying into it. And then it started with a camera panning across the players. Mm. And I knew then that Qatar were beat. I'm not going to lie. They had the look of fear in their eyes. Yeah. The occasion got to them. It's almost as if... as if Almost as if they didn't want a competition to get there. No, I, I, I think it was worse than that. I, I think it was as if the, the boss of Qatar, had, I don't know if it's a king or a prince or whoever... Or, I don't know what, who or what rules there. I apologize. But um, it's almost as if it was like, do they make it an Everton reference? It's as if Mashiri came down after just buying the club and said, okay, so uh, win. And then some yep. guy pulled out like a half machete half out of a sleeve and says, <laughs> win. Because they were standing like rabbits in the headlights. They were yep. terrified. And I get that. The occasion, the pressure on those players must have been unimaginable. Since what were the last World Cup major underdogs? South Africa. Sorry, they always go there, but just what a World Cup. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, just you could see the fear in their eyes, and then a cutty Valencia wobbling yeah. on their feet, looking around them, sniffing, mm. just su- sucking it all on, loving it. You just seen the experience there, and you were just like, right, no, I can already see this. Yeah, and we seen we seen it go, and for that for that reason on its own, like just before you you touch on the game itself, like. I just think like the host of a World Cup tournament should have played in the last World Cup. That's that's just how I feel. Like so they're not so the gap isn't that huge, like Yeah, but the planning like... takes longer. I will give it that. I will say that you know, but even at that, if you're an accepted nation, maybe yeah, maybe you should get a wild card hmm. and do the next World Cup or something. I d I don't know, it's it's not for us they obviously to say, but um yeah. but yeah, I, I kinda get what you say. It shouldn't be slap bang but then at the same time if you're willing to bid for it you should be ready so why should someone else miss out as well for that because there's enough corruption in fifa so i'm sure they can do what they want anyway allegedly um but yeah start straight on it uh two three minutes into the game we have to touch there lee you have a smirk in your face mate um Mm -hmm. the offside goal miles offside weren't they just the the entire move they were so offside uh, yeah, it was. It was just. It was. I think everyone was complaining, saying it wasn't offside. But the biggest problem VAR had was that they didn't relay any of the information to anyone. So we're all looking at thinking. I mean, I looked at it first and thought he's miles off. No. Uh, miles off. Realised that the last defender was actually in front of the goalkeeper, so technically he's not in play. And when you look at when you when they broke it down, then he is technically he's offside. It but was it was just the way. No, I, I agree. I was, but I was sort of being a wee bit sarcastic there. But it really wasn't clear and obvious, and that and no. it took them ten minutes to provide an yeah. image. Mm. It just, but that's what it, I mean. It was just the, the lack yeah. of communication, which is something yeah. that I know the likes of in Australia they're all mic'd up, so yeah. they don't you don't have that confusion. But we've yeah. seen it in the Premier League countless times. Well, virtually every week you see it in the Premier League now. There's just yeah. severe lack of communication between the fans and the referees when they're doing, when they're looking at these things. Mm. And yeah. it's something that's got to be brought in soon because, I mean, yeah. you are three minutes into the into the biggest, you know, the biggest tournament in world football, and yeah. no one, <laughs> no one had a clue, no one had an absolute clue what was yeah. going on. Hmm. Especially too, whenever everyone's like, "This is going to be so corrupt, and there's going to be so much going on." Qatar conceded in the first two, three minutes. Well, that's and it. It's, really it's, it's not even like, like an obvious. Like you obvious. said, it's not even an obvious thing where you can say, "Do you know what? Fair play. They've, they've got a decision. They've made the decision. They didn't. We're on this on the freeze frame that they showed, and the guy's <laughs> leg was in front. He was literally he clattered with the keeper." And there was another Qatari player, who, and there's also three or four other players in the box as well, which they just didn't show. It was there was no, it, there's no way in hell that should, that goal should have been this loud. It's no. it's madness. As you say, three minutes in, and they're already flexing their envelopes. You know what I mean? It's, there's no yeah. way. It's, That's how it felt. Be it right or wrong, I do get what Lee's saying too, because ultimately they they find something. But well, yeah. I think there was nine touches after that. Yeah, ludicrous. Stupid. But anyway, anyway, look, uh, it was offside, and and realistically, I think every fan at the back of their mind knew something that would happen. Would we be agreed on that, lads? Yeah, definitely. But, it was um, coming. Yeah, that, well, I yeah. even put on the chat, didn't I? That um, 
that little one nil bet that a lot of people with one nil was talking about was still yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think someone said on Twitter like uh, Ecuador will score five goals, but it'll finish one one. Like <laughs> just madness. Yeah. yeah, but no, I, I was quite impressed with Ecuador. Um, obviously, ex Everton and West Ham striker, Legend. um, Valencia. You know, they came out in a four four two. Everything's reporting 4-3-3, but I know the BBC reported them as a 4-4-2. And you know what? I forgot about Ibarra, too, the place for Ecuador. He was mm-hmm. the absolute king when Ultimate Team started in FIFA. I'll just add that on there for any artists yeah. like myself. Um, like 96 pace, and he was bought cheap. But, um, yeah, they just ran ragged, didn't they? Um, yeah. as well from uh, Brighton. I just thought he was brilliant in the park. Um, and 16 minutes into it. We got a goal then from Valencia, from a lovely ball in from, should I try and pronounce this? Yep. Presidio? Presidio? I don't know. Yeah. They're right back. And we put a lovely ball in off Casido's foot. And uh, Valencia, we had an outstanding header. You have to give it. That was a proper centre forwards header. Mm. Um, and that, no doubt. And he didn't even celebrate hard. Um, how did you feel when that went in? Because I knew when I went in, it took all that stress of, Oh, fuck. you know, just is this going to be just VAR? Yeah. Is this going to be cropping? And just, I, I don't like to see any team lose at a World Cup. Um, mm. for anyone who doesn't know, I, I, I love the World Cup. I get proper World Cup fever. I just, I just love it. I, I just think it's fun because, I, or maybe because if you're an England fan, it might be a bit different because it's always you're always in it and it's constant disappointment. Uh, mm. but, um, <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah for someone your, your disappointment starts nine months before when you don't qualify, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much, unfortunately. Uh, we, we love for the Euros, bigger groups, please, every year, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, just basically, you can adopt a team. I usually adopt France or someone, and, and you know, you can just really buzz off it, you know, mm. like. Like Jer- I just, just can't wait for festival, isn't it? It's just a yeah, festival. For, yeah, it's like going to a festival and checking all these. Oh, they're playing there, and they're playing there, and you try and match them up. But like even yeah. Japan on Wednesday, I'm salivating for that. I can't wait. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, buzzing for that game, like. But uh, I know what you're saying. You know, it just felt like, do you know what? I after this goal went in, I hope we could all get six. I really do because I felt like at that point, just go out and pummel them and just show everyone like the the, the golf in in class, like just. Just do it because it's the way they've gone about the whole situation. And we know, obviously, the politics behind Qatar getting the World Cup and all that. But I just felt like, you know, Ecuador just had too much class. Enna Valencia, you know, just showed he's still got it. And I'd take him over Mopai any day, by the way, for anyone who's listening yeah. right now. But... Also as well. Yeah, no, I just want to chime in too. I've just got my goals mixed up because at 16 minutes, it was the penalty. And at 31, mm-hmm. it was the header. But even, even the penalty, uh, clear penalty. Keeper, keeper took him, yeah. um, and it was a classy finish, wasn't it? Lee, the penalty, he, he just stroked yeah. that away with serious confidence. Yeah, I was just gonna say then when John Pipe uh, said about Valencia, you could tell he's he's the player that played at the highest level of the game for the longest. Yeah. you could just tell that. Yeah, he right. just used class. He knew when to make the runs. He knew when to drop in. It yeah. was just, I mean, it, he was literally it looked like he was playing against a hundred school kids. Yeah. yeah. It did. It, it really was. Did. I mean, and people would call him a failure in the Premier League. Lee. Um, I'll just put this: the uh, it just goes to show the base level of the mm-hmm. level of Premier League. And maybe as fans, we yeah. need to sort of ease up sometimes because these players can be good, but it just shows you sort of how elite Premier League is, and the base standard is actually so high. 
And probably oh, yeah, why our own club team is so shite. So. He never lit the Premier League up, did he? But let's be yeah. fair, it is the pinnacle. I mean, for club football, it is. It's the word. The, the Premier pinnacle. League yeah. is the pinnacle league in yeah. the world. Yeah. And, and also, we had we had Lukaku at the time, and we were thinking, do you know what? He's because he, that's who we were comparing him against, and yeah. we were saying no one's going to be that good because we're aiming for that level now. But Valencia is miles better than what we've got right now, so. Fair enough. And you know, I was fully expecting the referee just to say, do you know what, take the pen again if he scored, because I was just expecting it, just the way <laughs> he went on with our VAR decision. Like, just, yeah. just actually, keep... no, no, the pod that you, you've done, did anyone pocket half of the lowest, lowest um, point? Yeah, no, mine was Saudi Arabia, wasn't it? Yeah, lowest yeah, because I, I was fully expecting them to win 1 0 after seeing all that stuff on Twitter. That's why I never said it. Because well, yeah. the Dutch ah. are going to put a fair few past them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But even at that, look, lads, um, just swiftly moving on. Um, just second half, uh, no Valencia, sort of jarred his knee. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think it was wise what uh, Ecuador did. And, and instead of just going and blasting them, and, you know, they, they could regret it where it could come down to them losing out in second, potentially, because they they didn't. You know, you know, get that extra goal or something. But you know what? Yeah, I think it was wise what they'd done with their squad size, with everything, with their quality of their players, just to play that out safe and make it a training exercise. Would you agree? Yeah, I yeah. think so, mate. Yeah, definitely. It's just yeah. they went about it in a in a professional manager manner, in where they just, you know, they didn't really stress themselves too much. They didn't really, uh, you know, have to stretch for anything and injure themselves or anything like that. It was just. And they just passed the ball around and, and just, yeah, they just see, you know, saw the game out with ease, basically. And, yeah, good little professional performance. In a Valencia, he must have seen his ex-girlfriend in the stands and just decided to go off injured in an ambulance or something. But, you know, yeah, just, <laughs> just proper professional, yeah. And Qatar will just get battered by Netherlands and Senegal. And, sorry, just last thing, I want to touch on that game, unless any's of anything else to say. But um, Saad Al-Sheib, uh, the Qatar goalkeeper, um, I really felt for him, you know. I actually had sympathy for him because, uh, you know, we always talk about how a striker, you know, you miss a chance, you're the worst in the world. As a goalkeeper, mm. you don't have any room for flex. It's success or failure. There, there's no middle of the spectrum. And you know what? It was just a horror show. He got, he got exposed, didn't he? he? got exposed. Like, we didn't touch on that offside goal, but, like, what was he doing? He turned his back to play. He was flipping all mm. over the place. Yeah, like he, he was doing the cha-cha slide or something. I don't know what it was at. Yeah. I'll see. We'll just... Yeah, unfortunately. That, well, that's what I'm saying about the, the class difference. You know, you don't... If he's playing in Europe or something, if they're a decent side, like, and, yeah, you know, you, you learn to pick up professional traits and, and it's how you see a game out but he was so erratic like you could see that he was an amateur do you know what I mean it was clear and obvious so, yeah yeah yeah. well I per- personally and I'm sure you guys feel the same I don't take any pleasure in seeing anyone really lose at the World Cup because it's 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 as I said such a festival but so, so I do have a wee bit of sympathy for the players yeah um, not the country by any means I thought it was horrendous that at half time a lot of the people didn't come back out to the VIP seats again corporate Corporate mm. uh, sponsorship is killing football, um, in my opinion, especially at these things. Like you look, even look at our FA Cup finals and everything. Um, you're getting sold like a 
not even a quarter of the allocation of Wembley. If you're if you're getting there now, it's an absolute mission to get to these to get the tickets to these things. There was the fans. He's only touching the actors. Sorry, the fans watching that. <laughs> and they're cheering as if they just won the Super Bowl or something. Yeah, just a little selection of them just paid off because oh. they were. To be fair to them, they had, they had, you know, they were going for the full ninety minutes. Like, even though I no wonder there was someone standing in the in the turnstiles just with a gun pointed at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just waiting for them. Um, yeah, it's it's just a farce, isn't it? Unfortunately, it's it yeah. it just is what it is. It's became a clown show, and you shouldn't have, exactly. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to try and make it bigger than it is. Yeah, it's the biggest sport in the world. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a shame. Yeah, you know, usually a lack of interest though, doesn't it? In the actual in from the Qatari, from their own people that they're like clearly it looks like they're getting people to go into the stadium yeah. to support them. Hmm. And I mean I know it's not a massive football nation, but I mean it's just just shows you like yeah. what levels they went to to get it when yeah. even their own population are not really fucking interested in it. Yeah. yeah, well, it sort of it sort of underlines the vanity project, doesn't it? Yeah, it sort of does. You know, like you look at you look at Brazil compared to that, or Africa. You know, e- e- even if you want to go as far back as Japan and Korea, you know, I was going to say that was one of the best World Cups I've everybody seen. Everybody bought it. That was standing, and everybody yeah. bought it. I remember all the coverage. You know, you even look at all the Euros. Everyone just buys on it. You know, and I'm sure it's, and I get it. It's introducing the, the game to somewhere new. I I do get that point. And I do feel for the for some of the fans because there's real football fans there. There is, regardless of their political beliefs or anything. Yeah, they're football fans, and in a way, we all have that sort of bond. Like, like mm. you, we've all been on holidays and spoke to someone who doesn't support a team in the same league, or and you can just talk football. So I get yeah. that, but it, it is sad that way. You know, if it was really that bad, why why not just try and get like the people that built the stadiums as families over? Why not? Maybe that's a bit extreme, but why not go to neighborhoods where it's deprived and get them on the grounds? Stop making it yep. this f- apologies, this fucking vanity project. Yeah. You know, like you've seen that Costa Rica fan too. And <laughs> you know, well, that's what happens when you put a joint of fans in the gallery. But that happens at the World Cup and you're supposed to go to each other and wind each other up and like that. Yep. The Qatari fellas. Without, just without sounding too malicious, there isn't um I don't think there was many workers left that worked on the stadium, the amount of people left that mm. died, over six thousand people mm. died. So, it's just shocking. Like, it, it, this is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, at, at least if you're gonna, you know, I'm, as, I'm the same as you, Graham, I'm all for putting it in different places and giving people that experience and especially helping them out financially as well. It'll bring massive custom to whatever it is, but there's got to be some logic to it at the same time. You know what I mean? It has mm. to be. Otherwise, you get this, and it's so, it's so like plastic and fake. You, you see them, the section of their fans, it's it has to be sensible, like. Well, I yeah. said it on the last pod about Australia getting yeah. knocked out in the third round of voting when mm. Qatar got it. Yeah, you know, definitely. They've already got they've got everything in place: infrastructure, stadiums, transport. They've got it mm. all. Yeah, and it is winter in July mm. in in Australia, which yeah. football is a winter sport, so you wouldn't have had to move to, and you're taking it to a place in the world that it hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, just before we move on here, don't want to bring it down a bit, but there's big talk that it's Saudi Arabia for 
2030 so there you are there's something to cry about mm-hmm. because i know i will be if it goes there it'll break my fucking heart but anyway we're going to move on to today's 1 p.m kickoff um uk time so we've seen the uh the mighty england take on the mighty iran two teams in the top 20 of fifa rankings i believe england they're what fourth yeah i i, I, I don't know how iran are the high up in the tables like but there we go well, I don't think that we were all massively shocked when you see the state of international football outside that top 10. Well, um, all four teams, all four teams in the group are in the top 20. Yeah, yeah. That's, I was I was shocked when, I mean, obviously you'd expect England because they're always like in the top 10 anyway. Mm-hmm. And Wales have, Wales have shot up the rankings over the last five or six years. Yeah. And America have gone up the rankings, but... I've, I wouldn't have put Iran even in the top 50. No, same. Yeah. And that's no offence to them, but on the evidence yeah. I've seen today as well. Well, to be, to be fair, mate, like, Graeme, you touched on uh, Taremi the other day from uh, Porto. He, he was the only one that kind of stood out for them. The professional that he is, he's been been around for a while, like, and he ends up getting two goals. So, fair play to him, like. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just want to say Bellingham as well is just world-class. The age of 19, he's... He's absolutely incredible. Um, God, I hope he doesn't go to Liverpool. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, well, well, that's all I want to start on. So we'll just go quickly into the game. Um, I'll push us on to the goals here. But yeah, I just thought off the front foot, I thought England's class showed. Mm. Um, I thought, just so I'll, I'll probably not come back there much apart from his assists. But um, I just want to say, I thought Harry Kane was absolutely brilliant. People wonder, oh, but he can't do this or he can't do that, or he got a golden boot against mm-hmm. Sully Sides. It was all mentioned the other night. They were my call for Dark Horse because no one thought they could do anything, and it's very early days yet, and I am not copping my farts yeah, to I, smell. I yeah, I still disagree with the Dark shit. Horse thing, like, but... No, I, I get where you're going, yeah. These are because no one rates except you. Just accept that. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is, um, I, I thought Harry Kane was absolutely brilliant. He was everywhere. Yeah. He was everywhere. He, mm-hmm. it's literally, uh, he was like, he was like Harry Kane at Spurs, um, last, like last year and the year yeah. before, where, where if he, if he wasn't doing up top, he was pulling in the midfield and pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. Like, remember where Rooney used to come on the midfield and it would just like nullify his game and annoy him. I'm not comparing yeah. those players, by the way. I'm just saying. But he was able to be effective everywhere. He yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. I, w- I was talking about Bellingham too. This could be a massive uh, tournament for him. Yeah, um, I should start my own podcast. But Bellingham was just um, absolutely. I-, I thought he was brilliant all game. Right, mm. just just the England midfield to the forward line, um, and yeah, and the Bellingham. So Luke Shaw puts a ball in, and uh, John Bellingham, great header, yeah. finishes. Brilliant what do you think of that? He's screaming. Yeah, the way the way he just, you know, he he's got he had that uh, ability where he just kind of hung in the air. He just hangs yeah. around for a bit, and then the header he he didn't thrash at it. He just glanced it, and it was just it was just perfect. The weight on the header and everything it was just lovely, really lovely goal, and he, he deserved it. Like because he's been outstanding, and he's been outstanding for Dortmund as well. Like I don't, granted, I don't watch it, a lot of Dortmund, but. You know, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it, this guy's the real deal. Like he's not just a flash in the pan. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we are always sending sending each other and, and sending about a lot of these scouting videos and, and just sort of highlights of them and stuff. So we do we do see stuff in that way, albeit it, it can be cheating. But you know, 
families yeah. with like you, you can't watch every bit of football unfortunately but you can keep mm. your finger on the pulse um lee just uh what was it, about eight eight nine minutes later then you seen uh back osaka uh finish one minute with i must say a brilliant assist from harry kane the ball or sorry harry Maguire um wrestled two players off him to put that ball down and and saka just hammered at home what do you think of that screamer i cheered and i don't like england oh yeah no I, I honestly think Saka is one of them players who can go to the very top of the game. He's brilliant, isn't he? he he's unbelievable. When you consider he's, what, 22? He's yeah. already played in a Euros final. Mm. Um, obviously, the last goal, well, the last Euros didn't end well for him. So, for no, him to no, go no. back on that big stage and get them two goals, unbelievable yeah. for him. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so, amazing, yeah. Just to, just, just to touch on there with Lee, what he's saying, it like the... To bounce back, you know, for yeah. for the stick that he got after yeah. the Euros is, is is amazing. It just shows you like he can, he's got the mentality to bounce back, and he's got the, the ability. He was so direct and and just pacey, and it literally just couldn't handle him at all. He was brilliant. I thought I thought he was the best player on the pitch. And yeah, I was brilliant. Kane, Kane I, would take, I would take Kane for me, but I think Saka second. Saka mm. was just. I mean, every time he got the ball, it was never. He never once looked over his shoulder backwards. It was just. Yeah. I'm gonna take you on, and you're yeah. gonna to struggle to keep up with me. Yeah, yeah. But he was just, no. and that was from the first minute. I think too, just as a as an Irishman, um, who's not an England fan at all, and, and just on that sack of stuff too, I just, just they stick me a big nose on it. Um, I, I think too that that was it was disgusting anyway. But you know, for a fan who's never got the experience with with that team. Brought you, uh, almost brought you on, on two occasions there. I think mm. you need to uh, give your give your heads an absolute wobble if you if you try and aim abuse at them because to be there to be a dream. Those guys would be painted on walls here. They mm. they would yeah. absolutely bring bring this country together um, for what they have done uh, in previous campaigns. That, that's why I want. Yeah, sorry. Did you see what the commentator said at the end about Rashford? His last his last touch in an England shirt was the penalty he missed in the final. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't played for England. He came off the bench and his first touch was putting it in the back of the net. Yeah. So in the end, getting his redemption. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. But yeah, yeah. He, even instead of saying touch, because obviously touch the ball, but yeah, his last action was that miss and that soul-destroying treatment to yeah. be his, his, his first action, getting back on there, was mm. doing that, you know, and again... Uh, br- brilliant, like, but yeah, just with Saka's finish, I just thought it was it was beautiful, especially too with that sort of wire camera too, you know, that sort of NFL camera now that flies yeah. over at international mm-hmm. tournaments. Yeah, just that angle was absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, so I think Saka can get a move to a big club. You know, I think it could be massive for him. <laughs> um, I said that to my Arsenal fan that I drive to work, and they he nearly he nearly lost the plot, but uh, yeah, good enough for him anyway. Just um, yeah. having a just to touch on Bellingham as well. He has actually, he's captain Dortmund already. Yeah. yeah. He's only, he's only yeah. 19 years of age. Yeah. Incredible. But you um, look at his composure today too, and we rice and stuff too. Yeah. 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 He looked 26. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just mm. that, he's that's he's okay. got that, like, that vibe, like that aura about him. Everyone talks about Van Dyke's aura. This fella looks like a superstar and he acts like yeah. a superstar. He just yeah. is. He's top and He's a big himself. kid as well. I didn't realize how tall he is. Yeah. He is big, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a big yeah. lad. And his, hang, his hang time was impressive. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just, I just hope he stays in Germany and thrives a bit more. I hope he doesn't just, you know, do a Sancho. Just, uh, 
quick fire and a quick fire and come back like exactly like Sancho because um he's he's even worse than Demary Gray. Um but yeah, moving on. So just uh three minutes later, Raheem Sterling again assist from Harry Kane. Well, not again assist from Harry Kane, but Harry, again Harry Kane popping up. Finish from the outside of his right heel. He's he isn't had a great season with Chelsea, like, but uh, as I was saying as well, I'm going to chime in a lot for England here where I don't usually support them, but I think they get massive disrespect, especially with a squad and a player like Sterling never gets respect. Raheem Sterling is top, top class. If you yeah. can play in a, every team he's in, should play to accommodate him. Yeah. The way Liverpool do with uh, the guy that was married to his cousin, um, you know. <laughs> Which one's that? Mohamed Salah but you know basic basically um yes I thought Sterling's finished too and you know what that just that just said it I think that goal speaks so much more as well for the comfort in the England squad Mm. just just to strike like that and the way that England have been playing up to there that says there's no nerves and like it or not lads that says they're playing for the manager yeah it does yeah this this guy Sterling he he is. He just oozes class. He is proper, top tier. Like he, he's a complete professional, constant professional. In in terms of, this guy's had a lot of stick. Like not from the fans, but from the press. Like the the press literally have been slating him for years. Doesn't matter what if he'd done a good deed, buying a house for his mum or something, he would get absolutely slated for years. And it's and he he, he could have quite easily said, you know what, I'm not even going to play for England anymore because of you lot. Do you know what I'm saying? But he's a constant professional and he's just world class like Chelsea have been playing him at this weird right wing back position all season and it just play to his strengths as Graham said and you know like I said he could have quite easily walked away and said you know what the press have been too much here um, yeah. suit yourself because I've been under a lot of stick and he just gets his head down and he's and he's world class no one can handle him he's too quick and yeah. he's showing he's actually got a little bit of composure like we talk about you know, um, him not being a complete finisher, but he can finish. And if you look at his goal record, he's he's top class. Like he's, I'm surprised City let him go. To be honest, because he's he, yeah. he is so devastating. I think that was more well, the personality, wasn't it, with Guardiola? Though, sorry, Lee, yeah, what were you saying? If you remember, we all well, I certainly laughed when City paid all that money for him. Mm. And I think over the years, he's absolutely more than justified that price tag. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean. As you said, John, he's not he's not a natural goal scorer, he's not a natural finisher, but he's worked on his game that much. Yeah. And obviously playing in that city team that he was, mm. you're bound to get four to five chances in them positions he plays. Yeah. So obviously he's been able to work on it. But as you say as well, he turns up for England every time, barely barely pulls out of squads, always mm. makes himself available. And nine times out of ten he performs. He I mean, he, he basically dragged us through the group stage of the Ordos last year yep. because not 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 many of them were playing that well until the latter stages, and he his mm. goals got us through. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. No, and he's another one that missed. No, it wasn't. It was Sancho, wasn't it? That missed the penalty in yeah. the Ordo final. No. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So so just to move on from that now, lads. So. It was at this time I was sitting at work and I got a uh, voice note from these two singing it's coming home. We told you it's coming <laughs> home and, and that they're going to uh, sort me out with some beers because I, I put England as a wild card. So the two of them are bought fully and didn't either. 
Yeah. I'm a joker. Yes. I am. To be fair, after my single last week, I, I can't say nothing ever again. So no. I'll take but, that. Uh, anyway, but at uh, 62 minutes, we had uh, Baku Osaka scored again with an assist from Raheem Sterling. Again, mm. these guys just, just they look so confident. They really, really do. Um, Lee, at this point, did you just think, right, game over? Oh, yeah. Well, as soon as the first goal went in, I thought it was pretty much done and dusted. I mean, I, I don't get excited with England. I'm not England's biggest fan, but I'm not. I'm also not someone that doesn't. I do enjoy watching international yeah. football now and again, especially like the World Cups, the big tournaments. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember we beat, was it Panama? We beat 6-1 in the last yeah. World Cup. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not getting too excited, but for all of the for the way they've been playing in that Nations League, for them to go and do that, it doesn't. I mean, the opponent wasn't great, but that'll give them a big confidence boost going into the rest of the tournament. Mm, yeah. And I agree yeah. with what you said, Graham. It clearly shows that they are playing for the manager. Yeah. Well, this is the other thing. Like you know, kudos to South Southgate for playing. You know, four at back, four at the back, and uh, like a four-two-three-one situation because we've been saying it how defensive it is with the five at the back and the the abundance of talent that we've got like up in the forward positions. Just throw them on and let them do the thing. And you know that second goal from Saka is just really nice bit of composure from him. You know, he cuts inside, he sees the defender drop, he, he cuts inside again, and just slots it, slots it. Slight defection, but it was going in anyway. And yeah. Yeah, just just a really nice goal, like so. Yeah. No, but then, so we, or so we, not England fan. So I'm certain <laughs> England fans. Uh, Four um, <laughs> 0 they must say, yeah, yeah, happy days, clean sheet done and dusted. But then, my head Taremi got the name right too, because I heard it about a million times today. Uh, Taremi then just uh, the balls played through and just cuts the England defence in half. Mm. Very, very poor defending. Um, yeah. uh, for for Taremi to beat Pickford, uh, awful defending. Awful defending. Really, you can't really blame Pickford. Can this is something that we always do? You can't blame Pickford in that one, and he no. looked human. You can't. There was three um, things there. Like Rice, Rice could have blocked the pass going through. Maguire completely just caught napping. He was just left him for dead. So Taremi just got in behind him, and then Stones could have blocked the shot eventually. There's. There's, there's a, a stupid, you know, load of mistakes there, which they could have just cut out, like. And then Maguire obviously does that thing where, you know, he knows he's messed up, so he plays dead and goes off. It's just shocking. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slate him too much, but that's essentially what he did. Um, no, because I, I thought, I thought Maguire just, you know, offset pieces, and then the first half, it, it was quite composed actually. I'll, I'll give an honourable mention as a non-England fan just watching mm-hmm. neutrally. Also around he, the Pelly United fans, pieces, yeah. I thought it was quite quite decent, but yeah, that was that's where you're tested, and yeah. I think that's the thing with a single defence. Where again, just to reiterate for about the fifth time here as an outsider, I find that the difference in this defence that you have now compared to the golden generation, um, which they'll always be compared to, because mm-hmm. now obviously they've achieved or achieved more. Basically, they have yeah. um, is yeah. is that when they're under constant pressure. They nearly play like a mid-table Premier League team, defence-wise, as in they're under more pressure that 
their awareness gauge is up peaking yeah. in the green concentration yeah. Um, uh, yeah so so they're fully focused in the game if they're not doing a lot for a long time their concentration drops and then they can get caught and that that's where it can get caught and that's where when they start playing a team that they're going to build it up slowly from the back or, or or can break break on them out of nowhere that is where you'll see england exposed at the back in my opinion yeah. but as a midfield and a forward line absolutely electric it was actually mm. great to watch I'll, I'll, I'll admit so yeah as lee as you touched on earlier um so yeah marcus rashford comes on um big big moment for him massive considering all, everything that's happened previously through lockdown and, and from last world cup and stuff his focus has sort of been shifted he's a lot going on um eric ten fags i mean eric ten hag he said that he's <laughs> he's been more back to himself um this season he says he he feels like he's seeing the real marcus rashford mm. and i know a, a lot of united fans that i'm friends with unfortunately and and, and they're really sore in rashford they, they just all you ever hear is, oh, he just needs to stick to his football because football's not the only thing in life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and basically, they're very harsh on him. Uh, he came on, I says, watch Rashford, come on now, the way these guys are playing, I'll do something. Well, didn't I look like a football player talking about? I was going to say Alan Hansen, but a lot of kids <laughs> won't know who that is, you know, but um, knows what he's talking about. And you know what? He was a cop out too. But um, yeah. <laughs> Hurricane again slots him through, but at that point, did you not think Iran just looked? They just looked dead at the back because it you was. Knackered, everybody yeah. could see that pass. Everybody could see it. Became yeah. the awareness. He left his head and play him on. Yeah, a couple of wee touches and bang, a clean slot on the bottom. And I actually felt really good for him. I actually found myself cheering for England at this point. Yeah, I mean to be so, fair to you know Southgate, he made four or five changes there: Dyer, Rashford, Grealish, Foden, Wilson. Yeah. It's one thing to come on and and the game's already won. You can just stroll around and just get a bit of match fitness. But he actually done stuff when he came on as well. And as you say, Rashford made an impact. Fair play to him. Um, I was fully expecting him when he when he was running on his right foot to just hit it with his right foot. But he, again, he showed a bit of composure and he composure tucked tucked it on left foot. Yeah, yeah, nice little finish. So, yeah, fair play to him. Lee, what about your cellmate when you seen that one? Happy for him? Oh yeah. Very, as you say, everything that he's um, that he's went through over the last two years. I mean, yeah. well, he single-handedly fought the government over fucking three school meals. Yeah, yeah. So he was the only one that had the, well, had the balls to stand up to them and say no, that's wrong. Yeah. And then obviously, what happened in the Euros final, and obviously I touched on it before. I didn't realize. It. I thought he played again for England, but he mm. hasn't even played for England. Yep. And. You're there, Ten Hag saying all last season. He basically played with a really bad back. Yeah. Um. So for him to come back the way he has, I haven't watched United a lot this season, but when I have seen them, he's been a really he's been really good for them. So it's nice to see him getting back to the form because, I mean, I know Michael Richards likes to joke about bursting onto the scene, but he literally <laughs> did, and yeah. it looked like he could go to the very top. Yeah, but obviously the last year or two was stalled a little bit, so it's just nice to see him getting back to the, the sort of form that got him in the England team. Yeah, yeah. Well, personally, I would like to see him. Maybe you know, if United isn't working for him, there's too many big characters. I think it would be maybe good. And I know you want to stay at one of the biggest clubs in the world, but I don't know. There's bound to be clubs playing the Premier League, sort of mid table, maybe bottom I, half of the table. You know, I, I that are around. Imagine. 
the North. No, well, mm. we don't want to mention any names, but you know, there's, there's bound to be clubs <laughs> around, you know, areas L four or something, and you know, <laughs> it, can, it can maybe go to a club, maybe change the color, change the blue, who knows? But um, yeah, there was a, there was a bit of talk about like what his best position was. Like, can he play on the right, on the left, or up front, or whatever? He needs to play at a club where he's through the middle. If, he's, yeah. if he fancies himself as a striker, go to a club he can play as a striker because. Yeah. Uh, Oh my God, his name has just left me. Plays for United, French. Martial. Martial. Uh, forgive me there. Um, like I think he's so much on top potential because he never made that move. He's just yeah. he just went across that front line. If he went, yeah. I, I four years ago, I think I was crying to get Martial at Everton. Yeah, I yeah. just thought through the middle, he could have just leveled up and then went somewhere else again as mm-hmm. as a as a, basically a fully qualified centre forward. Yeah, but wasn't it be? Um, so, screw him and fair play Rashford, but just, whatever. Um, um, just going back on Rashford, and it um, it's about a lot of well, a lot of them wide players they can play anywhere. I think mm-hmm. that's where England have got a good balance in this side. Is that you've got Foden, yeah. Grealish, Rashford, yeah. Sterling. I yeah. mean Wilson, Wilson. I mean, yeah. you'd say Wilson and Kane are the out and out strikers, but. Mm. I mean, I know Watson's in form, but I just don't. I don't yeah. like him. He's not that pedigree. But fair play to him. I but, do like him, but I just don't. I think if Calvert Lewin or Tammy Abraham were scoring the goals in, in England, then he wouldn't have got in. Well, yeah, no, it that's the, it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Abraham still should have been in there, in my opinion. He, he really yeah, he should have. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Even Ivan Tony, regardless of all yeah. that other stuff, what happened to Innocent before proving guilty? Unless, of course, you're uh, a certain Icelandic player that played for Everton, just you, you don't entertain <laughs> that because of the severity of those charges. When it comes to betting, let's mm. see if he's guilty and, and get him to the World Cup. And you, you could have, you could have had two more there. Who knows? Mm. But um, still, Callum Wallace isn't the worst, and he waltz in the R team at the minute, so can't say anything. But because uh, he did get an assist for the next England goal. So uh, Jack Grealish too. It was fantastic yeah. because uh, again, Savvy United fans, they were sliding. Personally, I like Jack Grealish. He's, he has a lot of weight in his shoulders. Um, I think he's a very likable guy. He does a lot for charity. And any, every time something comes out about that guy for the humanitarian stuff he does, he well, calls humanitarian, but I, I think being supportive of disabilities and charities falls under that bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think he's a very likable character. He's just a lad. He's, he's brummy, you can't hold that against him. But mm. yeah, he uh, he flashes through, the ball's played up and he sprints. God love him, he sprinted his heart out, as, as slow as that was. He got there and got the finish. <laughs> Wilson assist. And, you know, a, a big moment for Cal Wilson and Jack Grealish too. He was, he was pretty happy about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, to be fair, fair play to Jack Grealish like, for doing the celebration for a that lad Finley as well. Yes, well, that was what it was leaning towards too, and, and he'd done it. It was brilliant to see, wasn't it? it was yeah, really, it was nice. Really yeah, you can't fault Jack like as a, as a person. Yeah, he's, okay. he's brilliant with stuff like that. So mm-hmm. even he gets a lot of stick. Like these players for England, unnecessary the amount of shit they get, and all of them have to go through. It's like it's almost like we're testing them with throw as much shit as they can at them, yeah. and you know, and see what adversity they can get through before we actually appreciate them. It's stupid. Like they don't have to go through that. Yeah, yeah fair play to him. Like that's things like the rags and Twitter and stuff. You know, and you, yeah, you just it can just be like words on it, words on a page, and it, you know, people can just walk away from it and not mm. worry about the last and damage. But um, yeah, just to finish up then, so hang on then. Uh, Taremi again, it's just lots away a penalty. Don't have to go into too much because we've hung around this a lot. Um, but yeah, 
So I, I think they'll be pretty upset. They can see two goals. Um, I actually didn't see the penalty at that point. It was like, how, how far in the extra time was that? 19. Well, Jesus, there you go. I, I think it was about just after Grealish's goal. I says, right, I'm, I'm away for a vape. Yeah. But, um, Does anyone know why there was 10 minutes added on? Because I... Oh, yeah, the goalkeeper uh, for Iran. So about, oh, no, but that was yeah. in the first half. Well, there was like 10 minutes added on in the second half as well. Yeah, there was, yeah. I think there was 24 minutes added on overall. I think. Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah, something stupid, yeah. It, it, oh, but that's been a recurring theme. Like, throughout... <laughs> yeah. Madness. Throughout the whole I, tournament, I... it's been like that, though. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, yeah. well the Qatari like putting bets on that there's going to be over a hundred minutes in each match or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just to touch on that injury as well, how on earth them that medical team didn't tell him to get off the pitch in the first place? Was shocking. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, I must. Jermaine Genius hit the nail on the head on the commentary that I was listening to. He ever. should have been taken off. Mm. Yeah. Even uh, Alan she- was it Alan Shearer was chatting about they they should be doing the temporary subs, especially with a yeah. goalkeeper. Get him yeah, off, yeah. yeah. And just it's from there. And if he can come back on, and they do all the full checks, he can come back on. That's how it mm-hmm. should be. Player protection, one hundred percent. It makes the game you know better. What though? Fair, fair play to him because when he took that goal kick after he got up, I thought he's just going to literally collapse after that. But he got mm-hmm. it quite far up the pitch, and then obviously Sutton, he must have felt so. Yeah. We all talk about how soft footballers can be, and how we played the game and things happened back in the day. Blah blah blah. That was some hit. And you know that what? Was that was a good season. save. You take that away from, uh, I think it was yeah. Declan Rice's head. Literally, no, the Sterling, it was. was his, uh, yeah, but I think it was Rice in front of him. It was one of them was going to get there. I think Sterling was sort of ducking under the ball. But even at that, um, just just that shows the importance of that level of goalkeeping. Mm. They, they put your body at the risk. They just, and fingertip. How, and how, and again, we criticise our own team, not going under them because I, Ugh, don't get me started on them but what I'm saying is like even just by getting manipulating the ball and that slightest slightest of touches can be all the difference mm. see now I'm thinking about Everton I mean that that poor kid look like he'd done 10 rounds with Mike Tyson his nose his face was flat man was flat <laughs> oh god love me oh well here we go he's getting paid enough and I'm making buy a new one um <laughs> But yeah, so that game wasn't long over. I was sitting down and working, trying to hide oh, my managers and listen, hide my phone in other positions so I could watch Senegal versus Netherlands. Um, obviously, this was this this game. I think was the first game that felt like two games that were sort of on par. Is that fair to say they're very similar in golf's of class? Yeah. I know there were moments and pockets where things were better, but mm. I thought it was a very I wouldn't say energetic, but pretty high tempo. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, uh, as well as end, being, kind of... yeah. It was, yeah. it was fascinating, like the tactical battle as well, that because they were just yes. outdoing each other with little chess pieces and stuff. It was, it was good to watch. Um, a bit better, yeah. Netherlands, though, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't think they're gonna do much in this tournament just from one no. game because they, they've got nothing up top, like. The pie. I don't know why. Why did he bring him on too late as well? What's that all about? I, yeah, I don't get that. But they were too boring. Like Netherlands were far too boring to watch for me. Um, Frankie De Jong was just outstanding, by the way. Um, yeah, it was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, the class that he showed for that for that goal as well with the for Gakpo. Um, 
yeah, just just a boring game, and it was a shame not to see Mane for Senegal because they could have really hurt the Netherlands. I felt um, Dumfries was high up the pitch. I thought Dumfries uh, played quite well actually, but he usually does in an orange shirt. To be fair, yeah, but he he's, he's got nothing defensively, and to be fair, that <laughs> that shouldn't be his job with the lit behind him. But the lit getting pulled out wide to the right back position, he just couldn't handle it. Um, yeah. and then Ake on the other side with Daily Blind, Daily Blind. It's only getting in because of his dad on the coaching staff. I don't care what anyone says. Um, <laughs> that but, is, um, yeah. Nathan Ake was, he was, it looked a bit shaky. Van Dyke looked shaky. Um, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel like, you know, Gakko, well, he has a bad knee, Van Dyke, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, I don't know. It's always yeah. something. I don't know what could have caused that, like, to be No, fair. no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I got caught on to that one, thank you, Rufy, go ahead, but no, it's just the old, absolutely brilliant. No, nice to see yeah, him back alive, though, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Gakpo was decent too, just floating in that free oh, roll. Yeah. He was very good in there. Um, I thought, I thought Ganna. Ali, Ali McCoy said, like, he didn't rate Gakpo, and I thought he was, I thought he was really, really good. Who? Ali McCoy, I think it was. In the commentary, I th- I th- he said, "Like, what do you think of Gakpo?" And he said, "I, I don't see it, to be honest." Um, and I was like, "What?" I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought no. he was great, especially no, this I, season. I, 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 He's been outstanding. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, Senegal Thought as well. Ghana, Ghana had that chance, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Ghana had that chance. Yeah, was well straight at the keeper. But you know what? Uh, no just he, he, he had actually quite a few good saves too. Yeah. Um. I'm not even really yeah. trying to imagine, like you can remember who it was took the shot, but someone took a shot and he was straight right out, and he, he palmed it. It was a fantastic save. Yeah. Um, what was with um, just a guy on corners anyway? And free kicks, yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah. yeah. Weird. weird, yeah. The first man time. Every single time, yeah. yeah. I mean, Stop I know he's out. probably the smallest player on the pitch, so you don't really want him in the box, but I'm on the edge of the box to sweep up any counter attacks. Yeah. Boy, he's coming down. He plays for one of the best teams in the world. He's a top, top player. <laughs> no, no, he left, he left PSG game in the Ah, team. right, right, right. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a decent game. Like, it was a decent game. But uh, Mendy in goal, I thought he looked shaky as well. Um, really yeah. shaky at times. And, you know, it's it's interesting to see. Like, he's, He's had such a quick rise to the top and he's yeah. had such a drop off now in, in such a short space of time. It's, it's fascinating, like, but well, yeah. he hasn't been playing, has he, for Chelsea? But Tar was very good for them as well, though. Sorry, no, no, sorry, you're right. Yeah, he's been sort of, hasn't been getting a lot of yeah, game time. Yeah, Kepp has been playing in goal, hasn't he? Yeah, so he's yeah. lost a yeah. truck over. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. another Everton legend comes on and scores, doesn't he? <laughs> David Clarkson. What Jeez. a guy. What happened to him? Yeah, but Gakpo, I, I don't care about classes. Um, you know, yeah, he was shit for everything. But um, Gak, I thought Gakpo's uh, his run and his header for that goal was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And and you know what? Usually, you like to take what you can from the commentary and and sort of put your own spin on it. But they they said it brilliant, just the way he knew the keeper was coming, so he just knew he turned his body and just that was football intelligence, you know. Yeah. And that's that's if he was to come to the Premier League, it's not a case of. Is he able to play at that level? You would assume from his goal return in Holland and just just even flickers from that goal. I'm not going to say that goal means he can play in the Premier League because that would just be ludicrous. But what I am saying is that you know if he can match the physicality and in that level of it, you know he's yeah. got the, the he's ball got brain. The brain, doesn't he? Yeah, 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 to do it. So that was very, very impressive. Um, 
just on the pie, I know there's not much to hang around on here, even though it was a 2 0 game, because as you said, John, it was a very tactical game. It was like a game of chess. It was brilliant. It was great to see Louis Van, Van Hal as well back on the touchline. Yeah. Um, and if you are going to, if you are going to um, ever think of a time to enjoy the Dutch, this is the time to do it, as Ronald Koeman is stepping in after this tournament. Yeah. So I will be hitting the Dutch going forward until he's there, gone again. He? Yeah, he's going back again. Hey, that man there is like a bad fart you just can't get rid of him um so why uh, he's going back that absolute wrath of a man despise him absolutely despise yeah. him and that's me being calm about it to be absolutely honest but um yeah i just there's a lot of bright spots there in that holland team but i do not see them going far no. i really do not no i've got them in a street well Leo, you're fucked um yeah. but yeah just one thing i will say is did anyone else find it Find it mad that Vincent Janssen started ahead of Memphis Depay. Sure. The pie looked like he had a chip on his shoulder coming on. Maybe he that's didn't look happy. He was sulking, like ready yeah, to. Yeah, he just head. was like, "This is a fucking joke. I didn't start here." And if I was him, yeah. I'd feel the same because Vincent Janssen didn't do much at all. I didn't think he was great. No. Um, Bergwijn didn't do much either. To be fair, uh, no, they didn't. No, no. But um, just the case of Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. But, um, oh, well, anyway, move on. So the Dutch get a 2-0 one against Senegal. Um, I don't think Senegal are down in it by any means. Mm. Um, to be, I, so, I would have, uh, just before we move as well, I would have liked to have seen uh, Xavi Simons get a little few minutes as well because he's another player that's been linking up well with Cody Gakpo in PSV. So it's a shame he didn't get a couple of minutes. But, um, yeah. Definitely somebody to look out for then. Going over the the next winning games, I know we're going to be watching the Geller boys, so yep. uh, we'll have to enjoy and, and share. You can share knowledge with me and actually teach me how to pronounce some of these names. But um, ultimately, now I, I think in regards to Group A, uh, just looking at it today, it's, it's hard not to think. Hmm. It, it's it's clearly down. Probably going to be Netherlands one in the group. Qatar coming last and, and, and then it's between Senegal and Ecuador I, I still I'm going to put Senegal second in my opinion for the outcome but we'll see how that goes um, but yeah moving on then to the final game of today excuse me and it was uh, the USA versus Wales um, well I was driving home from work so I only listened to the first half um, it was absolutely fantastic hearing Dean Saunders losing his mind. Nothing like nothing against the Welsh fans. Um, it's it's not in that way at all meant. Um, quite fond of your team. I, th- I think there's a lot of similarities with Northern Ireland. Like that or not, you've Garth Bale. We don't, so don't start. Um, but what I will say is that, yeah, hearing Dean Saunders, ex-Cobite, absolutely losing his head in talk sport, losing his composure from about five minutes to pass, was sounded like that he was struggling the first half. So I think this was a game of a half each. Um, John, what's your thoughts just on that first half then? Um, Wales, non-existent. I think they just forgot to turn up. Um, USA were just asserting their dominance in the sense that Wales couldn't get out their own half. And, you know, the USA, they had a couple of chances. They were prodding and stuff to try and get through. And, Josh Sargent had one or two chances as well. Um, but yeah, they, they just control possession, USA. It, and the midfield for me was is what bossed it. Like Tyler Adams and McKenney, they just they just schooled Wales. Um, and it was clear that Ramsey, as good of a servant that he's been, his, his legs just went there and he couldn't handle it. Um, his hair was yeah. wild looking too, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. But first off, for me, to, uh, the, 
USA, do you, I suppose, do you do it unlucky not to get a goal from it because they deserved one? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Lee, what about you, mate? How did you find that first half? Yeah, I thought, and well, I was surprised. I didn't think America would would play that well, but I think that was without sounding too disrespectful. Wales just didn't turn up. Yeah. It was literally the most classic example of a game of two halves yeah. because Wales just did not turn up. And a good bit of that was due to, you know, how good America were, to be fair. more mm. you could see as the game went on that the experience the Welsh have got in these games now that they've accumulated yeah. over the last yeah. few years, you could tell it. they started to tire and started to look a bit headless in that second half. Yeah, America, yeah. so... What yeah, I, was well, I, is, I actually it was the most enjoyable game for me. I actually enjoyed it yeah, so far, so, anyway. Yeah, and that's where I was talking about too with Senegal and, and Netherlands. They looked on par and it was a chess game. And I think you know, we similar levels of players. I, I think this this game had varied levels, but it was still a similar level, if that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, varied individual levels, but a similar level. And I think that they both had a trait, they both had a trait to think that that one has that the other doesn't. So as John mentioned there, Wales have that experience of being the underdog and, and having that lens pin up top, but how do we get at them? You know what I mean? And yeah, and that sort of fighting against just that underdog mentality and having that. But at yeah. the same time, the United States have that underdog mentality, but it's, it's nearly in a different mindset where it's, you know, us against the world and we thrive against it. Whereas mm. I think for Wales, it's more, it's, it's not an us against the world. It's it's more of a, you know, what they have in flair, we have in physical ability and stuff, and they'll pump that and pump that. But from where I just got in, same as the first half, I literally just got in and managed to catch the goal. Yeah. Um. So I, I just thought that was a – you've seen some build-up of play just before, and it was really, really good and really neat and tidy. Yep. I thought then that ball just tapped on the – Excuse me, Christian Pulisic, and the way he moved and and the space that he took up was brilliant. Not yeah. a, he sucked two defenders on them. Their uh, their sweeper didn't know what to do. Mm. He sort of just ball watched, and uh, Tim, Timothy Weah just he drafted in from the left hand side. It was a brilliant run, and uh, yeah. what what a finish, uh, John. What do you think? Yeah, as you say, that, they... was, that was we were talking the other yeah yeah sorry just we were like talking where... the other night about. What, Pulisic can do in this USA team and stuff, but you know I thought yep. they did play really good football and uh, and I think Pulisic shone where I was quite critical the other night. That mm. was fantastic, wasn't it? It came up with the goods, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was really nice break from midfield, him combining with uh, Sergeant there and and just driving at the defence. And as you say, Weir, he, he done a job on uh, Neko Williams, the 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 cupite. So um, on that. Uh, touchline there and then he drifted inside and Necker Williams couldn't handle him um, great run from Pulisic great through ball, perfect weight and a fantastic finish from Weir as well with the outside of his boost, it was really composed so just a great goal and, and it was much deserved, it really was Yeah, yeah, it really was and I think the rest of that half then you see now USA just look composed they, yep. they really they seem to be enjoying their football and I think uh, not they call it our resident Yanks, as we'll call them offensively. Um, <laughs> sorry, lads, but you are. But, um, yeah, I, I, I look, I, they were very critical, and I get that because it's their nation. You guys mm. are very critical of England and stuff. I'd be very, very critical of Ireland and Republic of Ireland. Um, 
but then watching as a neutral, I thought, you know, maybe a bit too harsh on your team. Maybe have a bit more belief because they were really good. But yeah. we talked about that all our mentality. And second half started. And mm. Leo, come to you here. Um, because I think John covered the entire goal there, pal. But uh, just it was a different monster. And I think it was that mentality of Wales being like, right, we're up against it now. Let's go. You know, and they just they just took the game to them. And I think as Weston McKinney went off as well, just left holes in that Wales midfield, or sorry, in that USA midfield. Really, really yeah. did. So how did you feel, Lee? Yeah, no, I think Wales, that's the type of thing they thrive off. And it's, I mean, it's it's a good mentality to have, especially, I mean, they are a very small country. For them yeah. to qualify for the World Cup is mm. massive. Yeah. I mean, they haven't qualified for 64 years for the World Cup. Yeah. So, you know, that's the type of situation. I think, I don't think they'll want to go one down in every game. But no, I think obviously. the players themselves back themselves to get back in the, in the position if they are one nil down. Yeah, because you've experienced this so much, and it is just that. I mean, a lot of them are getting on now. Bale, Ramsey, probably the last time we're going to see them in the major yeah. tournaments, yeah. even if they do qualify for the next one. But they've got some good youngsters as well coming through. Yeah, they, they have actually the infrastructure that they've got at the minute is really good, and they're turning out good players consistently now. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I mean that ampers you. That would he was he found a lot of space in that second half. Yeah. yeah. And when they brought Brennan Johnson on, I think he gives nightmares to that American defense. Yeah. John Johnson Johnson could prove to be that that uh, spark of energy that, that, yeah. that they could keep bringing in because they were blood and thunder. That's that's yeah. maybe the analogy I would give to them. Mm. Um I, I was really impressed, to be honest. I thought they were down and out. Uh yeah. And naturally, look, naturally, no offense to the Welsh, the home nations, Celts, all that, you know, but obviously, two very close friends in this podcast, USA. So I wanted to lend me cheer to them and I was quite mm. surprised. I was, I was quite surprised at how Wales came back into that. But you know, that was just a clash of styles. And you know what? I, th- I think that was a result that was fair enough, really. Um, I think so, mate. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They brought Kiefer Moore on and, and he changed the game for me for Wales in terms yeah. of getting like them up the pitch and the. Uh, Making it stick oh. up there so they can get bodies around them. Um, is that the um, the English fellow who can't wait to knock out his country country that he's born in? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd get that in. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I think after that second half, you'd say a one-one was was a fair result, and obviously, you know, the talisman coming up with it with the goods in terms of the the finish for the penalty. Um, you know, he he won the penalty to begin with, and I don't know if it was a penalty. Yeah, I mean, what he got the ball, but obviously you can't go through the player to get. The no, ball. it was a penalty. That was a penalty yeah, for me. It was. That's it was. Yeah. Um, but the penalty itself was just that's just Gareth Bale. He's just world class. Just I don't care if the keeper went the right way. He wasn't getting that anyway. It was a belter. So yeah, it just just comes up with the goods every single time, doesn't he? When they need him, he doesn't feel pressure at all. Just gets on with the what job. What a player, though. What a player. I, I think it's just touch of me second to Garth Bale for any of our Welsh listeners. Um, yeah, it's, it's special. He always has been. He, he's not without his critics, you know, but mm. he's just, he's brilliant, doesn't he? He really yeah. is. He's, he's, he's an impressive specimen. He's such a big game player. Like, they kind of went through it there on the, on ATV uh, and just in regards, like, like obviously me and you, Lee, we, we were back. I think everyone else was biting their nails and me and you were just 
suck, basically sucking it up, absorbing it, just messaging yeah. each other, just praising Gareth Bale and like from from ending Mykon's career at the San Siro, scoring that mm. hat trick to mm. the Champions League finals, the the pivotal goals in the Liga and Spanish Cups, champ, no, obviously Champions League's probably said that just everything, even MLS Cup this year. Yeah, Raw made the difference, scored that third goal, and 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 they went on, they went it in penalties and stuff. You know, he he's just a joking aside. He's just fantastic, and we were actually chatting this summer. If yeah. he was free, could we get him to Everton? I'd have had him. He's he's massive superstar, John. Oh, you see, he is. He's still world class for me. I mean, I know he's getting on now, and he doesn't play as much as he used to. But I mean, to do what he's done in the game is just. I mean, everyone laughed at him when he went to Real Madrid, and he was. A lot of people forget he was the most expensive player in the world at the time. Yeah. He went for a world tra- transfer fee, he did, and yeah. he obviously had Ronaldo already there. Yeah, but I think he scored in with three, three of the four finals that he was in. Yep, he did. So he's been outstanding. He really is. It's unbelievable. Do you remember that yeah. goal he scored against Barcelona where he just completely oh, runs out of play? That was the top of the right final, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's how he manipulates the ball when he hits it too. It's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. It's, it's, he's just... Well, I've watched one is. of them videos with the, um, the F2 lads. Mm. I mean, I'm not their biggest fan, like, but the, mm. um, the way he hits the ball, he says it's actually like a wedge shot in golf. He said, just get yeah. under it. Yeah. And then he does it. And it literally flies in the top corner, and he's just yeah. like, "Does he like golf? Does he?" So <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 I know he's partial to a round or two of a weekend, it's, like, it's, yeah, yeah, like allegedly. There's a few courses in Spain he's quite fond of, but yeah, yeah. We, we, look, we'll, we'll call that a day. But yeah, what a what a player! Um, I think we've had two good days of World Cup football. Don't know yep. about you guys, but in regards of of me loving the World Cup, I've I've had World Cup fever completely. I've also had the flu, but. Um, you probably heard that in my voice. Apologies, but there you go. Excuse me, but um, yeah, I just think that uh, it's just brilliant. The World Cup's landed, guys. Forget everything else and uh, just enjoy it. So tomorrow, guys, we've got at 10 a.m. You've got Argentina versus Saudi Arabia at one o'clock. UK, you've got Denmark, Tunisia. Uh, at 6 p.m., you've got Mexico, Poland. And at 7 p.m., France, versus Australia yep. so um, yes I, I want to watch every single one of those games and I actually have a free reign to watch them all so I will be um, guys what game Leo come to you first what game are you looking forward to most out of those you can only pick one in terms of well the most competitive one so I'll go for that one because I think the first game especially could be it could end up being a rugby score <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the Mexico Poland. Yeah. To be fair, because I think took well, my pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think that's like we were talking about how Senegal, Netherlands, and Wales, USA was like real World Cup feeling games because they're on par and, mm. and there's good quality through the sides. I think Tunisia lacking a wee bit. Going by what Dave said about Mexico, maybe lacking a wee bit. Um, I asked my Polish friend and work to get in some insight in Poland, and he says, couldn't give a fuck. Um, so <laughs> imagine having a team in the World Cup and not caring, I could have strangled them, but I'm at the gym mm-hmm. with him tomorrow, so I'll give him more grief. But, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think for me, um, Mexico, Poland too, but 
That's the game where you feel like both teams will feel like they can win. And, and yeah, it. but I, I think as host, I get extra picks. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to France because just this once. I want to see I just just this once. I'll never abuse it again. But um, <laughs> I, I just think with France, Australia, too, because I am such an avid France fan. They're sort of my adopted nation. I love Paris. I love uh, bread as well. But <laughs> I want to see what I want to see how they're going to line out though, because I think with all the injuries, I I I I I don't know who who they're going to have their faith in. You know what I mean? Um, I, ju- I just they're still they're still going to bat play. Yeah, of I course, mean, of course. Yeah, but one player well. one player doesn't make it. You seen that today with Garth Bale. So no, I, you're probably going to see Griezmann and and but. What what the champs decides to do will be very interesting, but I can't wait to see how they line out. You know, I'm with Andrew on this one. Go Australia. <laughs> yeah, good. We should do that tomorrow. I'm going to wear my France top and we'll watch it and fight. Um, but again, as well, this is the RGs too against Saudi Arabia. That could be a cricket score. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, Messi can just. I was being kind by saying it was a rugby score. Could be a cricket no, score. Cricket score, yeah. mate. Cricket score. That could be. That could yeah. be. We, we all talked about how well they're playing. So we'd say Australia there. Um, Argentina coming on with a 35 game on beaten streak. Yeah. The attacking options, solid yep. defense, good keeper. I think mm. field. I think this is going to be very a fun day of World Cup football, and I cannot wait. Waka Waka will be on from 8 a.m. on the school run, and I cannot <laughs> wait. So, guys, thank you very much for coming on. I know it's 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 hard work to come on here and chat World Cup, but yeah, why not? It's football, and we've waited long enough for this. So, uh, thanks for coming on, Lee, John. All the best, lads. Everton, okay, See you later. <laughs> See you later. Evan Katantwi. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below-the-waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000k LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacking nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the weed bucket is also waterproof and also has Manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. 
Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped box, boxes and travel bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAWpodcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com.